Hey, what's up, everyone? Not going to take up too much of your time. Just say, well, here's to this leg of the quest popping off, and a huge thank you to our patrons and supporters. We love y'all. If you want to skip right to the game, you can hit the 14-minute mark. We definitely got a little carried away. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys later. Previously on Knucklebones. Making themselves comfortable for the evening, the bots spend some time at the bar in the roadhouse with Dagon Dosk and his troops. I take interest in a particularly out-of-place looking half-orc at the bar, who we find out his name is Barlow. After some changelinging and inquiry, I find Barlow taking a suspicious interest in Gaultier and the other butts. In fact, he wants Gaultier's pack and his story? Okay. Uh, after Barlow and I casually commit a crime at the bar top, he leaves the bar only to head back to his room. As the evening is winding down and many soldiers have already found their way back to their rooms, Lysa... None with me, darling, if you're wondering. Continue. Absolutely none. I, disguised as uh, the Wanderer Cheritin, knocks on Barlow's door to set up an ambush. Barlow responds very aggressively and very quickly and... scaredly? Donboys, Scaladies, Astyoenbees, Transtalises, Kitan Kids, and all the Cart the Legendist folks in between. Welcome back to uh, my show, and my friend's show, and all of your show, and the, the world's show. To but definitely not Gaultier's show. I think he's got his no. own. No. Uh, this is, this is <laughs> Knucklebones featuring Lysa, and, and Blep, and Babitha, and then also Gaultier. Just stay in your cellar. We'll let you up when you're when we allow you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's just wishful thinking, I think, from Galtier, right? That's great, actually. Uh, it's great because I, now that we've got that out of the way, I want to thank you guys uh, for joining me here for my dramatic show? reading of A Christmas oh. Carol by Charles Dickens. <clears throat> Boo! Save Boo. one, Marley's ghost. Boo! Marley was dead. What's happening right <laughs> Wait. No? Is this, this is not... Different show, different show, different show, different show. Oh my god. You're, so you're doing sorry. the wrong show. I'm so... I'm... That, that was our erotic reading of A Christmas Story. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I mean I should, A Christmas Carol. I should really change out of this outfit then. Hold, hold on. <laughs> I knew something was wrong. <laughs> Yeah, that's usually not what people mean when they say they want the Dickens. Uh, speaking of uh, erotic interpretations, uh, y'all, last night I got a text message from Matt uh, hey. that says, oh, "We're gonna I, fucking talk about this." Yeah, I need. Uh, I need. <laughs> okay, for everyone at home, I only got the title. <laughs> Oh, and they were like, I mean, "Hey, check it out! It check it! Hey, Max, check it out before check the out. before the show tonight, because because mm -hmm. we we looked at it, and I was like, based off the title, I'm good." <laughs> so, like, here's the thing. Matt texts me and says, "Hey, I need you to watch the first minute of this uh, of this documentary." Uh, actually, no, he doesn't even say documentary. I need you to watch the first minute of this movie. Uh, parentheses, maybe more. I don't know yet. I, I paused it to text you this. I, <laughs> <laughs> it is an aesthetic. And I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, 
So I finished my episode of Survivor, uh, as one does, and I uh, immediately navigate over to Amazon and put on a little film called The Witch of King's Cross. And uh, now it is a documentary in theory. I mean, I mean, some big ass quotes. I mean, there's a lot of quotes. I mean, just like a lot of quotes. I mean, well, well, give me, give me the rundown. Give me what? What is it actually about? Because I, I also didn't watch it. Oh yes, you should also know, listeners. uh, As I was like putting this on (laughs) before it even got good, I I said, "Nah, I'm out." Just duly stood up. I think he heard. He (laughs) he was not paying attention to the fact that I was scrolling and and trying to find anything in particular until I uh, said out loud, "Okay, Matt, I'll bite," and hit play. At which point. Nick promptly stood up and immediately left the room and started uh, talking to some friends on Rocket League. He was having I, none Nick, of our shenanigans. Nick was the human embodiment of the SpongeBob I'm out meme. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to head out. I'm out. I, I do sort of wish, Nick, you had just seen that first minute because I would love yes. your take. Like, if right now I could turn to you and go, Nick, am I right? Was I right to stop it and text Michael, hey, watch just <laughs> one minute of this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry the, I missed out. So, the, so yeah, give me like the 30 second yeah, recap. Yeah, yeah. What me, is this about? Well, let me paint you a word picture of the scene first, because I think uh, I want to describe this <laughs> scene to you. And then I want you to tell me uh, what this film is about. Okay. Oh, I like so, this game. Okay. Black and white. Mm-hmm. We are slowly zooming in on a very lovely tree uh, and a child's voice. Uh, with a Baba. Australian Baba. accent, Baba, no. I love you so much. starts Baba. speaking cryptically about, like, I don't know, living in the tree. And then there was a little girl, and they called her a Baba. bitch. And it was all, ooh, spooky child, right? So this child's voice is happening, and we are zooming in on the tree. Uh, and you're getting a little bit of that, like, interest, like you're kind of expecting a jump scare. Like, it's that kind <laughs> of pan uh, as you're zooming in on the tree. And then it, you know, rapidly zooms in and zooms out. And uh, it, there's I, just... I'm pretty sure they, they hard... So, you know how bad documentaries do that thing where they filmed a bunch of obviously original content that's either, like, reenactments or it's just, like people doing vague things that are sort of suggestive of the themes of it right uh the what they the device they use repeatedly this is a documentary about an artist they uh the theme that they reuse over and over is just people dancing like obviously professional dancers in different outfits doing different that i think are supposed to be related to stuff you see later in the documentary but aren't like super necessary so you get weird Hmm. spooky witch narration hard cut to a man in a very strange outfit just sort of dancing sensually. With and then it's like, and then it's like anyway, yeah. this anyway. is a documentary. <laughs> and you're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then it, you know, kind of wide pans out and instead of seeing the individual dancers, uh, okay, I know what it's about. I know what it's about. Together, wait, wait, wait. We see them all together and then in the center there is a woman uh, just, just nude with a cape not that, I know what this that is about. Whips it around, and that's the that's mm. the first minute of the film. Because you know, Nick's y'all gonna are... get Freudian on us. No, no, no. It's it's not that weird. I just, I just know what it's about. Do you guys see Fallen with Denzel Washington? 
This is a no. fallen situation where <laughs> no. see, you see you see the ghost the ghost spirit was trapped in the tree no. that was in the forest for a thousand you know, years. No, Nick, and then I when somebody touched the movie. tree, somebody touched the tree and the forest transitioned to them. And then all of a sudden the forest, like trees are used to just waving in the wind, right? You know what's funny, Nick? And if then the next person said, stop it, stop it. And they went I'm and not, grabbed her. And then the, then the forest okay. spirit transitioned into somebody else. And then they were like, whoa. Well, Nick, that, that take is categorically wrong. But yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It, here's, here's what I but will say. But I could say, be though, right. I'm, I'm impressed by you because if you had just said, and what I, if you said the last seven sentences I just said were a direct interview <laughs> with the cinematographer, I'd be like, yeah, probably. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it felt like. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because you get, uh, I don't know who the, th there were three dancers. So the, the topless woman was the artist in question who, uh, we, said she was yeah. a witch. There well, was a lot of sex is, magic It's just a documentary on. about an Australian artist from the fifties who got, um, sort of was like a big media figure cause she was like a quote unquote Satanist and was doing quote unquote sex magic. Yeah. But oh, really yeah. it was just like oh. weird 50s, 60s hippie movement stuff. And she Weirdly like she was in. just not having sex. She was just having sex with someone who wasn't her husband. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. And it's like, and well, hold on. Let's talk about sex magic. She got charged. Oh, with a bunch so that of, like, was weird... the thing. Yeah. She got definitely yeah. got charged uh, with uh, like buggery. Like, but is, can I say yeah. though, her art uh, fucking rules. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> I had, fucking I had, dope as hell. Her name, her name is Rosalind Norton for people out there who might listen. Uh, I had never heard of her, seen any of her art before. Click this 100% on a whim. The, and, sorry, uh, the Witch of King's happy. Cross, if we didn't say it uh, out loud. Not a sponsor. The title of this uh, show. Hey, um, you just go to AmazonPrimeVideo.com <laughs> slash Knucklebones, and you all that doesn't exist. It does not exist. God, that would be nice. You will get a 404 message. It'll uh, say, what the fuck are you trying to watch? And I'm so sorry if there's really something there. Yeah, oh, but... Wow, okay, so she does some, like, uh, I'm looking at it right now, and what I'm seeing is almost, like, it, it kind of makes me think of the devil from Cuphead. Like, like some classic cartoon-esque demon it's devil drawings. It's a lot of, like, cartoon it's very demon cool. pan devil yeah. stuff yeah. that, like, now would be, be like, oh, yeah, art. Yeah. This looks you very know? much like the like the devil from Cuphead. What are you, uh, what were you trying to say, Mikey? Oh, well, I was just starting to say, like, so there I was watching this documentary about sex magic and live texting it with Matt, who was repeatedly having, we, both of us, I think, were, like, re-watching scenes because some of this stuff was just so buck wild. Um, uh, and they just, they had one actress who was the, like, stand-in, and none of these people speak, the dancers uh, so they had the woman who was the stand As they shouldn't. For the well, witch, they're tree spirits. So. Uh, who would just like, it just her like one move was to kind of twirl around topless and, you know. Yeah, there was a surprising a lot of. Uh, a lot of titties. Toplessness for a. Yeah. Can we talk about sex magic real quick? Yeah, so apparently. <laughs> uh, Is there any spells that I should if you know? If you have real sex, you might have a child nine months later. Apparently, sex magic is. Uh, she said that it was. What did she say it was? Good? It was, like, was, it it was good? good. But yeah. it, it was like Tantric, magic maybe? was the magic that you did to like control the universe, right? It's... Uh, but then she was like mm, basically having yeah, nice. artist orgies uh, with these people who then later found out by finding her secret letters that they weren't just having regular freaky sex. They were being complicit in sex magic. Well, orgies are magical. I uh, mean, you... 
Yeah, the, I guess. The real, the real breakthrough was that they kept talking about the magical words for sex magic, and it's just a lot of people in tantric mantras going, oh, Noise! Oh, noise! Oh. Noise! <laughs> what? <laughs> They're Australian, you see. No, no. Nice. 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 Yeah, no, very nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the nice, just keeps going, 69. And they go, nice. 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 <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I'll just say, I asked Matt, I was like, who are these dancers that are just going for it? Like, at one mm. point, one of the dancers is pretending to be Lilith, and she's just... She's just having sex with the air, you know? She's just in it. It's and I'm like, lot. how do you, like, what's the casting call for this? Who would do this? And then I was like, you know who would do this? Liza. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Liza would be the, would be the person Crazy who's like. Topless witch? Yeah, would be yeah. like the one orchestrating everything and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. just oh, watching. My interpretation of that She's was watching. that all, all of the four like principal dancers are all Liza. Oh. Yeah. oh they're doing funny. the lady parts. They're doing the dude parts. <laughs> yeah. Liza would probably throw in some extra goodness in there, you know. They're doing some magic confusing yeah. eyes painted on the some chest shape of water guy. shit. Who was he? Like, obviously oh the guy God. with so the goat horns was Pan. The woman that, was that Lilith. That shows up. In but, one of, I noticed it because I luckily paused it to get up. There's a picture of one of her pieces of art that is like a, it's a figure who's like stretched out, and so the chest is a face, but also it the form has also a head and another face, and so that dancer was painted like that thing from her art that I don't really understand what it is or was about, but it's a cool commitment thing. It it was something. Can we commit to uh, combat? Oh sure. wait. Oh, oh, I don't want to. I should. Oh no, no, I showed too many cards. No. Whoa, what? Oh, what? No. What are you talking about? Oh dear, gosh! I can't believe I've said it. Oh no. You've really done Hold it. Hold on, this I need time, to. I need boy. to replan. I need to replan the whole session. God dang it! Oh, oh dang it! Uh, okay. <laughs> um, let's do it. What do you guys say? <laughs> The mood is mostly quiet in the roadhouse. A couple of soldiers are still drinking and chatting downstairs, but the majority of folks have made their way upstairs to settle down. The hallway's clear aside from you guys and still brightly lit by sconces. Liza and Galtier force their way into the half-orc Barlow's room, where he's drawn a knife from its sheath, he's planted his feet, and he's growling, showing his red fangs. Now, just to paint this room a little bit for you guys... Candles illuminate the inside of Barlow's room, which is a 20-foot square. A bed sits tucked in the far corner, a cracked window above it, through which you guys can see the crescent moon outside. His pack is slung over a short post at the foot of the bed, where there's also a wooden footlocker. A small desk sits to the immediate right of the door, and a wardrobe with a built-in mirror faces directly towards the door. And Liza torpedoes themselves into Barlow. So... Fact. Let me ask one question. Galtier, at the end of the previous episode, you managed to successfully intimidate Barlow. Uh, Mm -hmm. Very successfully, I might add. I want to give you the opportunity to tell us how that manifests. So you can do whatever you'd like, but my initial thought here is you can impose a disadvantage on initiative. You can give yourself advantage um, or... That was that's kind of where my head is, but you could do. You tell me how does this manifest? 
What kind of mechanical advantage would you like from this prior to rolling initiative? Galtia knows a bit about the Red Fangs, knows that they are, even though maybe sort of paramilitary, they are often called in to do things that are sort of net, net good, if not done in the way that, not done on the up and up, right? Um, He would prefer not to outright fight this man. Um, That's what the attempt of sort of like getting his sword out first and sort of like winning the fight by being faster than the other guy, right? That's what the intimidation was all about. Mm -hmm. Um, Is is Galtier as aware as Matt is that they're definitely fighting in this moment? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I, I think that you've seen him like twirl and he kicked back his trench coat and drawn a knife and like he's barring, barring or bearing? He's bearing his teeth at you, uh, very evidently prepared to attack and ready to attack. Now your intimidation can have an effect on that, but I don't think that you're going to be able to get right. out of fighting this guy. Okay. No, seeing that like some combat is inevitable, um, Galtier is going to once again try to like win the fight before it gets out of hand sort of right like he thinks if he can um disarm this guy or outflank him properly or whatever and put him in a position where he he might stop and um you know maybe choose a less violence thinking that he's been got um so however you want to mechanically say that i think i think the initiative thing does make sense to me like he's trying to get the jump on him and put him in a sort of disadvantageous position um yeah, or, or just the ability to sort of act and try to like disarm him would be kind of what Galtier wants to go for. Yeah, so I was going to say on that note, you could do a surprise attack on him. Maybe you just kind of catch him flat-footed or you can give him disadvantage, given what you just said. So uh, I think that I think that what you're saying makes more sense to uh, take a surprise attack on him, but giving disadvantage might also benefit your allies. Um, so I, I'll probably take the surprise attack. Like Galtier thinks he can t- do this in one. Sure. Okay. He's, he's going to go the route of pride. All right. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay. So let's go ahead and roll them. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, no. <clears throat> okay. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 Uh, Let's do this. Uh... Matt, what did Galtier get? Uh, that is a natural 20 for a total of 23. Okay. Mikey, what did Babitha and Blepton get? Uh, I got a five uh, plus uh, one. So six. Okay. What about Blep? He was my oh, my bad. Liza, what'd you get? Uh, that would be a natural 24 Liza for a grand total of 23. Oh, shit. Okay. Wow, that's great. Well, you guys uh, can fight amongst yourselves who wants to go very first out of those 23 years. I imagine it could be Galtier. Given you're going to have a surprise attack, Galtier, um, and you're at the top of the initiative order, Max, you, you, could, roll off? you could... Yeah, sure. Roll Chaos. Uh, I got a 14. I got an 18. All right. Okay. So okay. I'm just a little bit more fast, baby. <laughs> um, for those of you at home, I shimmied big time. So there was, I, I, I feel like the shimmy could be hurt. I think so. There was some vibrato <laughs> in there. Yeah. yeah. You had yeah. a nice little tamper to that. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, okay. So, so, so Galtier is actually going to go first. He's got himself a surprise round uh, gotcha. beca- based on his intimidation, yeah. and then we'll that jump into regular initiative order. So, Galtier, you rush in, scare the snot out of this guy somehow. What would you like to do? Um, so, the first thing I'm going to do is plead to the DM to let me do something cool. Uh, I will naturally allow it. So I I don't have, because there is a real battle master maneuver, I believe, to try to like disarm attack somebody. And I don't have that maneuver. Um, but I would like to try to do the poor man's version of that as adjudicated by you. Whatever you decide is fair. Because like, Gulker's okay, main yeah. thing here is what can he do to just like really, wants to bring the energy out of this situation, right? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, I made the mistake of not listening back to what your actual initiative what your actual intimidation was, but I, I do I remember it, it was very high. because it was a 29. Yeah, it was very high. So I was very proud I'll, of myself. I'll, I'll tell you what, you read off that Battle Master feat, or a, what is it? What is it? A blah, 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 blah. Ability feat, superiority guy. It's I can't remember what it's maneuver. 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 Sorry, yeah, I go ahead to, and read it I off. I'll, I will allow you this one time to uh, burn a superiority die and use one that you don't have because of that badass intimidation. Oh, thanks, bud. Uh, when you hit a creature with a the weapon attack... The benefits of rolling you... well. <laughs> right. Uh, disarming attack. When you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can expend one superiority die to attempt to disarm the target, forcing it to drop one item of your choice that it is holding. You add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll, and the target must make a strength saving throw. On a failed save, it drops the object. What, what benefit do you get for your superiority die? Uh, I get a D8. That so adds the, to your attack roll? Yeah, it adds to the damage. Uh, yeah, it adds to the damage. And then he okay. has to make a strength save against my save DC. Strength save, you say, eh? Yeah, and let me roll. Mm-hmm. I got to make sure I hit. Oh, no. Nat one. It's a, it's a nat one, baby. Yeah, I, I got you anyways. I got a dirty 20 on my strength save. Uh, so <laughs> so here's what I think is going to happen to Galtier. I think, um, <clears throat> roll me, I'm going to lay it out for you. Roll me a DC 10 dexterity save. Uh, that's going to pass. That's a natural 19. So Okay, so you... You lunge at this guy to try to disarm him, and you actually do successfully like smack at his wrist with the like the hilt of your rapier or something, and he drops his dagger. And you can see as you're like lumbering forward, this dagger is gonna land right under you, and you're able to like swat it forward and out of the way. If you didn't pass that check, you're gonna take some damage from falling on it. <laughs> um, so you swat it out of the way, and you fall down f- on the ground in front of him. Again, I'm going to roll over this awesome intimidation that you got because I think that it was really great and I don't want to punish you for having a free turn. Um, and I will let you, you, you're able to hit the ground, roll, and stand back up just to the side of Barlow here. Does that put us in a spot where am I past him in the room now? Like, is he between Liza and I? You, you are lateral to him now in the room. Whereas, okay. so, so he's going to be one five foot square into the room and Liza is just inside the door with him and you're going to be just lateral to that just cool. to the left okay. of him cool um, so yeah so uh, you, you rolled bad but I'm not going to punish you for a free attack <laughs> fucking, fucking terrible <laughs> <laughs> um, alright Liza now it is your turn top of the initiative order what would you like to do um, first thing first I'm going to 
Flavor-wise, can I just say I like change my eyes? Sure. Just for yeah. just for flavor. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to turn to Barlow as Cherithin and just be like, just and my eyes, the the whites of my eyes go black, and the irises go white. And I just turn to him and I'm just like, so this is where you die. Interesting. And uh, I'm gonna cast. Uh, I'm gonna use a unsettling words. So a bardic inspiration on uh, oh. them. So they have to take one d six subtracted from their next saving throw. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Before the start of my next turn, um, which means, gee, you can start. You can try and do the same thing basically again, and you will get one d six minus from that uh, saving throw. So that's just a bonus action, and then. Liza is going to uh, then cast Bane on uh, on Barlow. So that's gonna use your that's gonna use those bad word you just said. What is it? I already Bane? forgot what it was called. Yeah, but you just cast you just cast a spell on him that's gonna make him no, take one d six on his. Bardic, is Bardic Inspiration a spell? The who does it? That, who does the it thing target? you just use. It's his saving throw. It's not damage. He'll I know, take... but on Bane, he's going to make a saving throw. Yeah. So you said on his next saving throw, he's going to take 1d6. Ah, shit. Okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> I, I still it. think it's a good move. No, yeah. Do it, because I, I can't do the disarming thing again, probably, unless Nick really loves me. So. Yeah. No, nah, I, I don't think I would let you. And okay. we talk too much shit before we start. I just, I just wanted to make sure that you were aware that that is going to use that, yeah, that that's move true. that you just did, which which I think is the point of using that move is so you can kind of lay a trap for him. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm just going to be boring and cast command. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. All right. Fuck and the, the word is going to be submit. Oh. Um, <clears throat> okay. Thank you. I'm into it. So what save is this? Is this charisma or wisdom? Um, this is a wisdom, a 14 wisdom save. Ooh. Minus 1d6 also. Okay. Do I roll the d6 or do you? Uh, oh, well, he failed. Okay. <laughs> you can roll it if you want, but I rolled a six on it, so. Okay. <laughs> if he gets a zero, he just shits himself. Uh... <laughs> And then I am going to, I can't really move. I'm going to, yeah, I'll, I'll just basically move myself laterally to Galtier. If that's okay. Um, yeah, okay. Cool. And that is it. Um, okay, so it is his turn. He has to use his turn submitting to you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Barlow the half-orc is going to reach inside of his trench coat again and he's going to pull out two separate daggers and he's just going to throw them to the ground in front of him and then he's going to like drop slink down onto his knees and he says well if this is where I die then this is where I die it might be who knows Babitha it's your turn you so, can see him. You can see him like visibly fighting against the compulsion to like do this, okay. but he can't resist it. Um, Babithy Wabithy. 
Babitha sends oh, out the so. rope of climbing and ties him up. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Um, okay. How am I going to resolve this then? This is just, Nick, I think... That's how it goes. This, we know it's not as fun for you. It's it's not, but this is how D&D goes, man. You guys, that's how the game goes. Um, talk to me about rope of climbing. Well, you see, it's a rope, right? Oh, and right. sometimes when you're trying to climb a little bit... Uh-huh. So it's a 50-foot rope. Uh, I can move it. Like, I use my action to, like, you know, activate it. And it moves, it can move, like, what is it, like, 10 feet per round or something like that? Okay. But basically, it just ties, it's a, you know, it's a rope. Like, I'm sure, it ha- I think it has the same, it has stats, actually. That's probably what you need. Yeah, that would be very helpful. <laughs> um, in terms of, like, you know. Oh, sorry, it's a 60 foot. Mm-hmm. You tell the rope to not large knots here. Uh, it has an AC and hit points. So I think you can fight it. I just need to know. Uh, I'm going to actually look it up really quick, too, because so I just need to know what my. You can't fight it. <laughs> you can't fight it. <clears throat> I just need to know if I have options on my turn or not, basically. I think that I'm going to give him one save on his turn to try to break out of it. And I mean, after you could that, probably because, do a deck save because it's not like the rope is smart enough to like respond, right? Yeah, but right now I am currently submitting to Liza. So I think on his turn when that spell breaks, I, he'll have an opportunity to try to break out. But after that, the rope is, it moves 10 feet per round. Mm-hmm. So I think after that, it's going to be just a lost lost cause. There's no way to break what's, through 60 feet of rope. Yeah. What's the, what's the time constraint on command max? It's just uh, one round. Yeah, till my till the start of my next turn. So he's submitted until your turn starts, and he hasn't gone yet, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Damn. Okay. So, so there's a couple of things could happen, and and I mean, honestly, this is how D and D goes, man. If that's if this is the end of the combat, then you guys did good. So there's nothing wrong with it. Um, what would Blep like to do? I mean, Blep is going to uh, ready in action, and mm-hmm. he will cast Eldritch Blast if. He uh, uh, makes a move to harm any of the party members. I just see uh, Blep doing the Doctor Strange like, <laughs> like rings just in the background, <laughs> yes, like <yes>. waiting. <laughs> um, okay, Liza, it's your turn again. Back to the top of the round. Okay. Um, Command again. <laughs> no, that's that's. Honestly, I'm trying not to use command so much because it's not very fun to use the same spells so, over and over again. It's so on brand for Liza, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Liza's got big Dom energy, for sure. So, <laughs> uh... <laughs> we know big Liza, we know. Uh, yeah, more of a switch. But uh, when it comes to... So literally. Mo- wow. <laughs> wow! Whoa! <laughs> Liza is going to... Can I get just a general vibe of how strong I think this big boy is? He's very strong. Okay. Liza is going to pull out a dagger, is going to kick away the daggers that were in front of Barlow. Is that, mm-hmm. Couldn't that be an object interaction? Yeah, yeah, you can kick him away for sure. 
Um, and then is going to get around their neck and like start stabbing into like their shoulder to uh, basically incapacitate them from being able to fight. I think that will also break command. Command's already broken anyways. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, yeah. um... (laughs) Don't cut the rope. No, I I'm roll... so mad at you. You're gonna roll attacks on this. <laughs> roll, roll with advantage. Okay. The only reason that I'm having you even roll attacks is because command is broken. Because now he's gonna be squirming and trying to wiggle his way out. Yeah. Um. Oh wow. This rope has better AC than wow. that. Wow. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. Oh wow. Wow. Uh, I thought I, I didn't have a dagger, but I do. You can just pick one of his off the ground. Okay, hot. So you got three daggers, bro. So many daggers. Daggers. So I'm uh, attacking with advantage. Yes. Mm. Uh, that is a fifteen. Ooh, fifteen misses. Shit. He's just a wily little guy. Big guy. And, th- and then Liza is going to turn to Galtier and just say. I hope you enjoy your first combat in your new armor. And just wing. And then give Bark inspiration. Aww. Uh, you see Gaultier almost like lose focus on what's happening. Get, <laughs> he looks at his like, armor. really tender moment just out of like, nowhere. He's been trying uh, since they've been on the road together to like find a thing with Liza to connect and it happens now when he can't savor the moment and talk for 15 minutes about it <laughs> he's like oh 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 uh, my, uh, oh, uh, oh oh thank you thank you uh, uh, and he will jump forward and attempt to grapple Barlow um, just to keep him down so the rope can do its thing yeah okay um, again you can roll that with uh, advantage against his grapple do I fight the grapple on this round we just went yeah, over so this you get um, you get a choice between athletics or acrobatics I have to use athletics okay oh. uh, dude, son of a gun man I rolled a natural 6 uh, that is a 17 for Galtier okay okay Okay. Um, Galtier will step forward and like put one boot down on like the back of one of his knees, like holding his, pinning that knee down, and then sort of like throw him into a choke, uh, and like maybe control an arm. Like he's got like a you know, cool soldier mm-hmm. move for kind of locking him up. And then once he feels sort of secure, um, and the rope is like still doing its thing, he'll look back up at Liza and go. I really do appreciate that you noticed that. Uh, it's <laughs> very important to me, and I just, it, it means a lot that you hit a. Don't me out. ruin it. You are interrupted oh. as Barlow turns his head towards you. You can see his, like, red fangs right next to your face, and you can smell the stink on his breath, and he growls at you. You'll have to kill me, old man! And he <laughs> and spits in your face. Um, I'm gonna. I am still gonna roll to try to break out of this. I will be at definite disadvantage. Does that sound reasonable to you, Matt? Being as sure. I'm grappled. Yeah. So, I, so normal. I, I think I'm gonna. It's gonna be. A, yeah. It's gonna be a hard check, definitely, and I don't think yeah. it's gonna happen. But I want to. Normal grapple rules would be like 
um, the exact same roll off we just did, you can initiate on your turn now, right? So very, very reasonable to try to shrug me off, but then obviously we have the assistance of the rope, so. Yeah, I think, well, I think what he's trying to do is like, cause he's, he's a very big half orc anyways. So I think what he's trying to do is he was down on his knees when Liza told him to submit. And so I think what he's gonna try to do is like stand up and just like, like, uh, right. how do you describe it? Like uh, stand up and like bust his arms straight out from his body in an attempt to like break the rope and throw off Galtier at the same time. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have him roll this check definitely with disadvantage, but I, I really want to leave it up to the dice to see if something can happen. And then, do you want me to roll flat, or do I still have advantage? Um, yeah, roll. No, you would have advantage because of the rope. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So we got good odds here. Fair, fair is fair. Fair is fair. <laughs> oh, I got a 17 and a two. Oh. <laughs> uh, for me that's a total of 21 okay so you keep him down but you have a big loogie now, like falling down no. inside of your face hold on there big boy you have to stay right put right there now look i've been spit on the face by a lot of half orcs normally it's a lady that i've given a certain sum of money to but that's okay it's a new time for everything what this is new <laughs> Listen, Barlow, darling, we can patch you up and we can put all this behind us uh, if you just tell us what the fuck you're doing. Who are you? Why are you following us? Why are you so interested in him? I'm not He's going not to say a word and you can't make me. Well, Literally, I, I can. probably can, though. Now, I've seen your fangs, boy, and you might have seen some things of mine. You know who I am and who sent us on this here mission. So if I want to know who you are, what you're up to, we both know I can find out. Let me out of here! Like, he's like can squirming. You just, just tell him to confess? Can you just do that? I mean... There's a very quick path to your release, my friend. We don't have to go through all this fluster, bustle, and struggle. Blep is paying Friends. attention, like Friends. he's very like actively listening and like kind of you know ready to react. Uh, but he starts just going through his stuff, like pretty brazenly, just kind of you know. Blep, um, first of all, you find a pair of like giant, beautiful battle axes covered Ooh. in blood, mm -hmm. and also like under his pack and on his bed you find like a long tusk that's carved into a horn. Ooh, that's, Ooh. that's just dope. Blep is definitely like holding it up and like admiring it and looking Putting at it. Putting it in his ear. <laughs> He's trying to hear from it. Yeah. Hearing from feel, it. How do you use I feel it? so dumb. When you said tusk carved into a horn, I was like, Nick, they're the same shape. What do you mean? <laughs> I, oh look, I know I'm dumb, but come on. It took me fully like 30 <laughs> seconds to figure out what you're doing. My God. Okay. Uh, Cherithin, Liza, is just going to say, friends. Fucking Cherithin. Yeah. <laughs> friends, friends. I can just go get our friend outside. Uh, they're the one who kind of tipped us off to this whole situation. I... I can happily go and, and, and check it out. And uh, Cherithin is going to walk outside and just say, uh, Sir, I think 
I think the person that you are interested in is 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 uh, willing to talk at least a little bit. And Liza's going to turn into Natalie Portman. Ooh. And what? <laughs> oh shit. Uh, Liza's going to turn into Corbin and have their leather armor, their glamoured leather armor, turn into the same robes and garb that... Yeah, these, like, giant oversized raven feathers. Yeah. Yeah. And just gonna walk in. Yes. Hello. Hello, Mr. Potter. Um... <laughs> Wait, do it oh, again. Do it again. We got him. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Potter. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Okay. I, really every stupid, time, but every time I hear fine. the like dejected Alan Rickman, I can only think about uh, uh oh fuck Galaxy yeah. Quest. Yes. Like, Bye, oh. grab Thaw's hammer. It's <laughs> 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 so funny every time. <laughs> Oh, God, I love that movie. Um, okay, so Alan Rickman, sad, no accent. <laughs> but also Natalie Portman. Oh, sorry. Okay, I need to have my back be, like, so straight, it's almost going backwards. Yeah. Not yeah, Alan Portman. Pop those titties. Oh, hell yeah. Barlow. I believe this has been a long time coming, to a certain extent. Would you agree? This is such a weird fucking pull <laughs> that I was absolutely not expecting. You see a look of reverence and also extreme confusion on Barlow's face. Like, what is this guy doing here? Um, tell me how, uh, Liza, tell me how no, sorry, Max. Tell me how um, how this performance uh, gets tested, right? Like, do I roll a, I think this would a performance? Be, or... I think this would be like uh, an insight against a deception. Just because okay. this is purely, this is purely I, I, I feel me like... going Willow again. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that you, like, I was just wondering if you have, like, abilities that make it so I don't get to roll against it or something. Well, I mean, the the main th- uh, the disguise is impossible to to decipher that's that's not yeah. the thing the the thing here is basically barlow figuring out yeah it like does corbin actually know fucking anything if you will allow having seen liza make this hard move gothier is still holding on to barlow we'll say well now i told you son uh we have some friends in mighty high places. Yeah. And try to sell that, try to keep selling that same line because that's the angle he was working right beforehand. That was the thing that made me think of it was you saying that, so. Okay. Yeah, roll me, um, I, I absolutely love this and I did not see it coming from <laughs> 10 miles away even. That's fucking I want you to roll, roll your check and I'm going to roll an insight against it. Okay. I uh, just want to let you know, because of silver tongue, I can't get lower than a ten. Okay, means... that's what I, that's what I was looking for before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was like I know that there's something that you have that makes this very difficult for. Me. Yeah, it's it's either if I'm doing persuasion or deception. So, okay, 
I think you're going to beat me. I got a 13 on my insight. I got a 21. Okay. Fuck! Oh, yeah! Oh! Okay. Barlow stops resisting for a second, and you see, like, his lower jaw just kind of juts out for just a second, all, like, in confusion and despair, maybe? And he says, So it's true. You were the one behind it. I don't know if I'm necessarily the one that was behind it, but I definitely had an inkling. And I think this is... This is a moment for us to come together rather than be separate. Well, then tell them to let me go, and we'll take them. Boy, you are going to need to be clearer. If you're the one that sent the orders to kill them and steal the gems... Then help me do it. Be done with it. Enough of this. Shit, dog. Okay. Um. <laughs> right? This was a hard move, dude. I, yeah. love, I love the idea. Like, I know it's not what's happening, but just canonically of Liza going like, oh, shit, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Fully breaking character. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Yes, it's a hard decision, isn't it? I don't want to kill this guy. Um, I think um, Galtier will will see a moment to try to come in with the assist here and like lean around him once again and go, Well, now, obviously, your orders got you a little turned around there. Ain't nobody has to die tonight, but if someone is going to die, well, only one of us is coiled up in this rope. Who are we supposed to bring these shards back to? Lattimore knows. Ask him. And then he looks over towards Corvin and he says, If it's their power that makes you intimidated, rest easy knowing that Barlow Redfang does not work alone. And you catch him glance out the window. Oh, fuck. Babitha, uh, like sees that takes her hat off uh so that it's like she's not as tall because the window is like about at her, like the top of her head and she like kind of goes to like to, like the side of the window and tippy toes like just her eye kind of looks through the corner of the window mm-hmm. to see if she can uh spot anybody roll perception can i roll perception as well um i think no, you're on the kind of the opposite side of the room here. Okay. You're you're back towards the door uh, to see anything out this window aside from like the crescent moon off in the distance. You'd have to be kind of close to it. That's a cool. seventeen. Seventeen, I like it. You catch fleeting glimpses of maybe shadows in the tree lines, maybe, mm-hmm. but you also see tents from the soldiers that are set up outside. Uh, So it might just be soldiers off in the woods taking care of business. And then then you have a flash of inspiration, Babitha, as you look to Blep holding the horn in his ear, looking around, trying to hear things. Oh. Oh, Oh, it's going to have gross frog ear hole slime on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's where your head's at. Whoever blows it's gonna get real hungry. 
uh, and feel real, real bad. Real poison. Um, okay, so the horn would call for help. Interesting. We could set a trap for all of his people. I'm thinking oh. that... I'm thinking that this guy could potentially kill all of us himself, so if there are more of them outside, I don't exactly want them. I mean, I want to kill him, probably. Like, I, I kind of like where Mikey's head is, though, because, I, like, you guys are in a roadhouse with a retinue of, like, the strongest Oath Knights the world has ever known, right? Oh, shit. Right? Like... Like, I... I, I don't I don't want to like sway your hands or anything, but like that's a very cool idea to like. Like I have a way to control how and when all of these people show up. Like uh, this is like Marines versus Rangers. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. Is well, this, we like know, is this crazy? Like would we it, know what level of like animosity exists between these groups? Because like my reading has been that it's sort of low key. Like you know, it's the. Black Ops guys versus the regular army. Yeah. It, yeah. You wouldn't fucking kill each other. But or is it different? No, than I that? think I, one, I think it's but... I think it's very different. I because of the oaths that you swear and the orientation, your ethical orientation that you're required to have as an oath knight versus an absolute savage orc or half orc that's sent to do things the dirty way. I think that that is such a different it's such a different philosophy that there is no common ground. There is no, like, maybe we could work together to do something. They, it's they like, serve no master. They get paid right. to do a job. It's right. also the difference between having oaths and getting the job done. Like, yes. Right, because if you yeah, have being oaths that get in the way of doing what needs to be done, then yeah. you need people like the Red Fangs. It's, mm-hmm. chaotic, it's chaotic neutral versus lawful good. I mean, yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry, there's plenty of chaotic uh, neutral in this party, Gal- darling. Galtier's gonna pull out um, just like either some rope or some cloth or something that he has, and then quickly just um, gag Barlow. And just sort of make it harder for him to like shout and cause it. Okay. As, soon as, okay. as soon as they are like checking for like, oh shit, are there reinforcements? Just restrict him from speaking as much as possible. Damn it. He tries to, like, as you're... <laughs> I've rolled a natural uh, six. But, like, as you're trying to gag him, he's, like, trying to bite at your hands. He's, like... <laughs> like, trying to... He's an animal, man. He's an animal. At this point, does the rope... Orcs are people. At, at this point, does the rope have him pretty good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think you What's... guys are in complete control of this situation right now. Not mentally... Not emotionally. <laughs> Galtier will finish that, like getting him back and then like kind of push him over so that he's like, you know, flat on the ground now with the rope around him and sort of m- mouth muffled and slink over towards Babatha and, and wave Liza over. Well, now look, I don't, I don't necessarily want to kill this man here in cold blood, but on a technicality, attacking us while we are on this mission is an act directly against the crown. We would be more than justified. I would prefer to hand him off to some of our compatriots downstairs to take him to the proper authorities, but perhaps we're worried that there's a cadre of 
similar folk around here that could make our lives a little difficult. Yes, darling, I'm concerned that among Riffraff and the soldiers down below that there may be a retinue waiting to hear the call of that uh, beautiful little uh, uh, ivory horn, I believe it is. Um, and while I might You look over and Blep licks it. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> that's the one. Um, it appears to me that these people who have all been hired in theory to kill us are um, probably prepared to, to do so if we leave this roadhouse and try to make our way anywhere else. It also seems to me well I seem to have the means to control where and when and uh, and and how this retinue arrives, perhaps with the help of some of the uh, strapping soldiers uh, here now in the roadhouse. Now you talking about setting up an ambush? Well, yes. Yes, darling. The only problem that I have with that is I don't want a war between the Red Fangs and the Crown. Yes, yes, Corvin, that makes sense. I hear you. Uh, but also, you know, you could kind of like turn your back and pretend that you don't know this has happened. Like, I understand your loyalties lie to the king. Um, uh, well, <laughs> at least in appearances, of course. Uh, but, um. <laughs> Uh, it just seems to me that it is an opportunity. I'm not saying that it is the best opportunity. I'm simply saying that it is an option. Um, Gautier will try to pull Liza slash Corvin in like real close. Worried that Barlow's going to hear too much of this, right? And say, now, it seems like perhaps our friend Barlow here has had dealings with this Mr. Lattimore before. And if that's the case, well, I, I don't know that it would be that sort of war if you catch my meaning. At this point, we can't let Barlow go back and be like, Corbin's in there. Uh, no. That would be catastrophic. No, but we can kill Barlow and you can pretend to yeah. be Barlow with all of the gear and get out of here with us. But we could, right? we could also give Barlow to Dagon because he's going to Madrigal. He can take him. He can take him to real court and do real things. That's that's what Galtier is. He's trying to be a good boy. <laughs> Mikey just rolling her eyes like, ugh. Yeah. Chaotic, lawful, good play. Also, these guys are going to just try to kill us when we leave, so I still like my idea of Liza pretending. I, I like your sneak out move for sure. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah sneak out play. No, I think sneaking out is the best is the best option for leaving. That's the best yeah. option. It's at this point, what do we do with Barlow? And let like, me. I'm listen. I'd be happy to go get Dagon. But, um, he he didn't actually leave me his room key number. <laughs> I mean, I don't know which room this is. If you want to let me know, I could go get it. Oh. To help us? I mean, I mean, retrieve him from his... Dagon Dosk, come out. Without hesitation, just like on the beat, the door slides open and he slides out of his room. What and does he sound like? Sounded like Mr. Incredible. Yes, I understand you need something. 
Uh, yes, darling. Uh, one moment, please. Um, Corwin, uh... He's oh, still just mind. standing there. He just, he just... Dosk just stands outside of his door. He's still fully armored, fully ready for anything. Uh, would you and your men be able to uh, accompany a, a prisoner and threat to the crown back to Madrigal with you? Oh, a prisoner at the roadhouse? Yes, darling. Excuse me. Can I... No, uh, I'm Shatner now. <laughs> Can I see this prisoner? Oh, sure. Uh, in just a moment, we've got him bound up. I just want to make sure, like... I can't that fathom cool? that any one of my men would be a traitor or blasphemous in any way. Oh, he's not one of yours, darling. Oh, no. Sorry. Can Corbin just walk out and just, like, daintily salute uh, <laughs> Dagendosk and just be like, just lean in and go, play it cool, big guy. And then just be like, hello, Sir Dosk. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And then just like heel turn and just like follow me and then come inside the room. He, lo- he looks Perfect. at Babitha, Babitha and Galtier very confused and follows. <laughs> Galtier will sort of like nod at him like another you know, thing happens all the time. Ah, <laughs> oh, the half-orc. He was here when we arrived earlier today. He has just told us that he was supposed to murder us and take some of our belongings. And that now, the king entrusted oh. us with. Sir Dosk, what would you say the crime, what would the charges be for such, a, such an act? Well, attempted murder on a kingsman. <laughs> murder in the first degree, that's a sentence to execution. If I'm not mistaken, I do know in Astravale we do not take kindly to that sort of thing. I would say at the very least in Astravale, well, he would be sentenced to life in prison. Perhaps he would be sent to work the fields under ball and chain for the rest of his life. You can't kill a kingsman, you fool. What would you have me do, my brother in crimson? Should I take him back to the castle with me and my men? Or should we just take care of the problem ourselves? That's what I've been saying. Do do I know, like, what... Well, what do we do? You know what I mean? Like, is there a, is there a court? Yeah, I think uh, there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I think that the right thing to do is is where your head is is to take him back and okay. let you know let the cops take care of him. That's the like <laughs> rules as written no. version. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that the Astravalian, the Indigo Oath Knights, are a little bit, maybe a little bit more unruly as far as that goes. Where gotcha. and and that might be a personal thing too. Where. Dosk might be willing to just off this guy and be done with it because no harm, no foul. He's a bad guy. Whereas Galtier himself, like that's just not even a question maybe. So the the thing that I'm concerned about is twofold. Two, mm-hmm. two sides of the same coin, really. Mm-hmm. Killing him means the Red Fangs are going to know if their buddy doesn't come out of here alive, he is dead. And they are going to know that we killed him. And they are going to know that Oath Knights killed him. Technically, those two folks are kind of on the same team. Technically. So that causes infighting governmentally, militarily, which makes me concerned. But if we also let him go and have him go get tried, okay, then what stops him from getting, like, a pardon? Or, like, getting lo- the king getting lobbied to let him go because he was 
Yeah, like, that's a good point too. Because he served the country or whatever. Like or if he just escapes. I yeah, mean, like happens. he's a capable fighter who is part of a that's, secretive That's a really good point group. because maybe 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 Corvin Lattimore vouches for him when he sees yeah. him in court. Yeah. So at this point, I think Barlow needs to die because I don't think it would be a good look to, for people to know that I impersonated Corvin personally. <laughs> no. Especially out in the field. That's a very hard move, dude. By the, the way, I'm I'm uh, I am currently looking at the consequences in front of me, <laughs> and it looks Cthulhu-like. Just the fact that, like, even like Dagon's like. Uh... Yeah. So I think Barlow needs to die. I'm debating whether or not to kill Barlow, walk out with you all as Barlow. Yeah. And as I proposed. Yeah, yeah. And I basically say when we are eventually confronted by those folks, uh, I have uh like we have come to an agreement or something. So I, I think, yeah, I think we kill Barlow, stuff him in the fucking floorboards. Galtier is not against the impersonating Barlow plan because we can take his real clothes and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, or or you can copy them, but we could literally take all his stuff and impersonate him very well. Also, and his leave. weapons are probably really nice. Those battle we could, axes are We could leave like that and still leave him, you know, over here naked under the care of Dagon Dosk, right? Because if we leave before yeah. them, whoever his party is is going to come with us and not notice when... Yeah. Dosk also leaves with the stripped down half orc tied up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we just throw him out back, and the children of the forest can eat him. Yeah. <laughs> they all stab him with their steely knives. Mm-hmm. But they just can't kill the beast. Mm-hmm. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> all right, all right. The time has come. What do you do? G- Galtier will be, while this is happening, has been telling Dosk, like exactly what his version of this plan is. Like, we would like to. We may have a few more questions for him, but they're going to take some of his equipment. We think he may have uh, compatriots here in the region, so we might be making a stealthy exit from this here roadhouse. But we were hoping to entrust him fully to your care to take him back to the proper authorities. Ah, naturally. You hear that, big fella? You're coming back with me to Madrigal. <laughs> I hope you enjoy walking. So Dosk is going to grab grab him like by his tied wrist and stand him up and and uh barlow is like a good two feet taller than than dagan dosk in this room and he just like shoves him forward and as he walks out he knocks on a couple of doors and he's like gear up grab your things we need to do something with this one and uh you guys can like see him just kind of like setting his own plans can we take all his shit yeah definitely uh Barlow is just like in his underwear that just are boxers with hearts on them. Man, that's <laughs> I have to say, I'm not good at killing named characters. It's just not a thing that I enjoy. <laughs> this makes me sad. This is a peek into Max's brain. Just letting you know. Okay. I love it. So, you don't want to kill a character that wasn't going to exist unless you rolled a check on it, and I had to make up his name on the site. Okay. No, I'm into that. Um, so, so Dosk, Dosk and a couple of his lieutenants take care of Barlow, take him downstairs out of your guys' way, do whatever with him. So now it's up to you guys. What do you want to do? Uh, Mikey, I think, I think me being, uh, Barlow is a great idea. We get out and 
we time me bluffing Galtier up with my rope that we can undo. Yeah, do we go with the classic prisoner routine or do we suggest some sort of arrangements? Liza previously alluded to. Also, we do have the ability potentially to summon them ourselves. Like blow the horn on the south side and then run to the north and then escape from the north side and leave all of the Indigo Oath Knights to fend for themselves. <laughs> I was thinking we go under an understanding with Barlow the, and I send the Red Fangs away. I change back into Liza within a day. And then we have the horn and theoretically we can blow the horn and they might show up in the future. And we can just say Barlow's like dying wish was that you help us in our time of need. Like, See, but we're also <laughs> assuming that just be, that Barlow, because Barlow is the one that we found and talked to, that Barlow is in charge. Like, we're just assuming that. Like, uh, they could Nick. all be equal in scale of like mercenary, right? But it's kind of yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna go in and do this route. Like, he might be the worst of them, and that's why right. he got caught. Like, yeah, I that's feel true. Nick, like... did you say? Did you say there was a bard here before Liza had come uh, to play? This time. I think there was. They were enjoying some music because they were enjoying music, but Liza did slam poetry. Um, so, dance. so yeah, there was a there was a bard. Now, Liza, I have an incredibly stupid idea that I think might be exactly the sort of thing that you might go for. Uh huh. What if we take this fancy little horn here and you go uh, spin one of your tales about how it's the greatest horn that a bard has ever held? And, if they play just a single note upon it, the patrons of this bar are going to pay them all the ducats they can find. But of course, they can't do it until after we've left for ten minutes or some such device. Well, well you can't do it in the middle of the night, which just doesn't make any sense. You have to wait till you have to do it at dawn. Uh-huh. Yeah, we can set oh. up the we can set up the breakfast shift for absolute yeah. chaos while we beat a hasty retreat. So you're saying I'm so into that that it's stupid. <laughs> the breakfast horn <laughs> breakfast horn I mean you could give the you could give the breast, breakfast horn to anybody it doesn't have to be a a, a bar breakfast horn. it just seems like you could lose <laughs> a game of dice right and be like I got this horn and then you could be like you know oh, you blow it absolutely you have to give them a, a real Han Solo sort of tale <laughs> a, a hula one who you say Y'all don't know the legendary character in fiction, Han Solo? Oh, I forget. I, I was a very well-read child. We flash back to see Gal- young Galtier blowing off the Blu-rays. Does <laughs> 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 at the camera. <laughs> the, Galtier's parents are so rich that in this medieval setting they have, they have a, a Blu-ray player. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Arbalea is just the U.S. circa 2009? Yep. <laughs> Blu-rays are a hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> um, what's our plan? I think so. Liza's gonna take the horn downstairs and talk to some dumbass grunt okay. about how this is the the their favorite in- instrument, and I will flirt with them and just be like, I want you to keep it. I want you to think of me, even though we've never met before. We only met 30 seconds ago. It's one, like, half-drunk soldier that's, like, laying down on a table down there. I want you to think of me when I blow it. 
I don't like that at all. But I like you. It's so. only fair, though. Okay, I mean, yeah. this doesn't make any sense, but I'm you're into it, which means I'm into it. That's he what I. He grabs the horn and he I puts like. it up to his mouth. No, no not yet. Nope, nope, no, no, darling, bad, no, darling. Bad but, night. but it's breakfast time. Nope. No. Is he waiting for the sun? But have it something behind, like, or like you can see like the top of her hat, like it's like kind of like a, <laughs> no, no, ah, uh, going to wait, going to wait for sunshine. Okay, sunshine. Can I just come over to the barkeep, give them a single gold, hand them the horn, and just say, "I want you to throw this horn to the hordes of dumbasses that will come in here for breakfast tomorrow morning." And just say, blow it, motherfuckers, and then they blow. And that's all you do. You just want us to blow this horn for breakfast? Yes. I don't want you to. I want I want the knights to. Oh, right. Okay. We can make that happen. They need to do it outside, though. Don't let them do it inside your establishment. Yes. Yes. For, well, for a single gold piece, I'm happy to make that happen. <laughs> Our bard plays a relatively avant-garde style of music. <laughs> It's a, yes, it's more a, of an odd experiment when you really think about it. We'll make sure to always praise their name when we blow the horns. Liza Strovichos here. No, no, you do not say my name. I give another gold piece <laughs> and I'm like, you never say my name again. You never say it. You say it she, okay, she winks six at you. months. A traveling bard passed through quite a mysterious figure who never said their name at all. They gave us this horn and said to blow it for breakfast. A druid. You say druid. A you druid don't say bard. Came, a druid came through and gave us his horn. I give another piece of gold. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like per detail. Okay. Just single piece of gold. The most Max, expensive bribe on the planet. You absolutely need to come up with this druid's weird art name. Like we have a chance in medieval Banksy right now. Oh my god. <laughs> we, go, we, go, we go town to town planning fucked up musical Hornsey. installments. Hornsey. This is Hornsey. 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 Hornsey, Hornsey come through. Traveling Hornsey. druid. Traveling the traveling druid. druid. Oh, the yeah. traveling druid. Hornsy. I can't. I can't wait till yeah. we're level eighteen and you sell a horn that destroys itself and then doesn't make any sounds at all. Um, okay, so you give the barkeep the the horn. She'll have somebody blow it first thing in the morning. Let's let's advance here. What are we doing? You guys are gonna? Sneak I'm feeling out the... really bad about that roadhouse getting kind of destroyed, but I did tell it to do it outside. So <laughs> you guys seem to have a propensity for leaving chaos in your way. I did not feel bad about killing Barlow. I do feel bad about just sending an entire, like a bunch of innocent people, having to deal with our problem. Well, now I don't, I don't think they're gonna just burn the place to the ground. Obviously, they're there to be tactical and remove certain people, i.e. us. I don't I think mean, they're going to just run through and hurt all those innocent people. They'll probably converge like shadow warriors climbing through windows searching for our quarters and some such. Who would have thought a person who can who can turn into whoever they want would cause chaos? Why? Weird. <laughs> so weird. You are so, pointing out one of my deepest seated fears with being your traveling companion. <laughs> What? Are you guys sneaking out in the dead of night? Are you trying to sneak out, Dawn? Are you trying to... What do um, you... I think we need to get as far away as possible. Yeah. Do we, do we want to just sneak sneak, or do we want to try the Barlow ruse, or do we just do that as a backup? Like, do we just put you in Barlow mode as, like, a just-in-case? Oh. oh. Ooh. Oh, no. 
Uh, well, I was gonna say you guys take off on horses and I go off after you in Barlow mode, like 30 seconds behind. Because then it'll look like I'm chasing you. Don't you think that would, if somebody yeah. is watching? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think um, we need to assume that we're being surveilled, right? So the trick is to get out of here not being. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, Max. Liza gives their armor to one of us. Goes it would out have to be you. Goes out disguised as just like whoever. Goes to the stables, Charity. right? Just yeah, but no, someone we've never seen before. Blank face, average Joe. Gaultier okay, follows in the armor, and you know a cloak or whatever tries to hide as much as he can, but not looking like himself. Comes yeah. out to the stable. Gives it back to Liza, who can go back in as no one. Rinse, repeat with bad with like get us all out to the horses, right? We we look like we're mucking out the stables, or we're people who are leaving in the night, or like. But no, each one of us, we're never a group of three, and we never look like ourselves. The problem is that Liza is two feet tall. <gasps> Liza and Blep are two in a trench coat. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh my fuck! Trench coat, trench coat, trench coat, trench coat, trench coat, trench coat. Oh god! And and you know what? And you know what Barlow was wearing? A trench coat. A massive half orc sized trench coat. The moment you've all been waiting for. What the story's been building for this whole time. That frog guy and that old witch lady are gonna become one person in a trench coat. Welcome to Knuckle Trench. All right, make Knuckle it happen, trench. guys. Trenchal coat. Also, also. Trenchal coat. <laughs> Knuckle coat. Make it happen. <laughs> we called Liza a lady. Okay. Oh, I called I called Babitha a lady. Yeah. Because oh, Babitha's right. the short one, right? It, Liza yeah. is. Yeah. Normal person. Like, oh, Liza. Normal. Well, you said Liza is two feet tall, and I was like, did something oh, happen? Oh, did I say Liza is you two did. feet tall? You definitely yeah. Oh, shit. I meant Babatha is two I feet did, tall. I didn't Fuck. even notice, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just okay. blank. Well, I, two I, feet I tall. Thought, yeah. I thought Liza just ch- changed into something smaller. And yeah, yeah, I did that. Too. It's whatever. Yeah. Liza's now a fairy, guys. Like, oh, no, sorry, guys. I forgot to mention I'm a kobold right now. Yeah, Liza is actually a 120-pound fairy right now. If you were like, mm. Liza's only two feet tall, so this won't work. We're like, why don't you just change? You're like, no. Liza's <laughs> no. only two nah. feet tall. Go I'm fuck not, yourself. I'm not your circus clown. <laughs> why don't you change yourself, bitch? Every, everyone finds out that every time Liza's changed into, like, the mayor or the king or whatever, it's just a two-foot-tall version of them, so everyone's just especially confused. <laughs> there's, there's just a changeling mom out there somewhere, like, I told you, if you keep doing it, you're gonna be stuck like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, alright, make it happen. Make it happen. Make Uh, it happen. Babitha and Bleb have definitely practiced this uh, move before. Like 100%. Like, they're roommates. They've been up in the middle of the night with nothing to do and just done They've been stoned as fuck. Stoned (laughs) as fuck. So they have definitely got this down. Uh, And uh, uh, Babitha gets on Bleb's shoulders and uh, puts his hat over the top of her hat because his is taller, so they kind of like fit like a cone on top of a smaller mm-hmm. cone. Uh, and then uh, put the half-orc cloak on over, uh, yep. over the top. 
And you guys are trying to get to the horses and and make a and make an escape out of here. Yeah. Okay. But what's gonna happen is we're gonna go out with Joe Schmo, Liza. Yeah. And give the like trench coat back. Is that what your plan is? Yeah. And then I give it to G. Yeah. And G and goes then... out by himself. And then later, yeah. Liza goes out by their So, so Blepitha is gonna start leaving on the horses, and then Galtier will start leaving on a horse like a minute after that. Is that what you're saying? No, I think we're all just gonna, I don't understand what you guys we are just, doing. We just want to get like I think we're all assuming the stables are like an outbuilding that we would be seen walking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's attached almost on like the backside of the of the building. Gee, yeah. you're gonna put on Liza's armor and disguise yeah. yourself so we don't need to come back with the we want to we want to get the three of us to the stables separately but all disguised as just like whoever like you know looking like uh, people mm-hmm. who work here or patrons or whatever okay yeah so yeah. that we can all be together at the stables hopefully not detected and then i think from there we put on our best disguises and try to leave discreetly but there's also a decent chance we have to just book it right yeah okay uh, so first, first things first, Blepitha, give me a stealth check. Uh, and can we, from a timing perspective, we're doing this just before dawn, right? Okay. Because the goal is we want to get to the stable, and then hopefully, horn goes, horses go. No, we want to get as much distance between us and yeah, this I was place thinking, before the horn goes. Like yeah, I, don't I was thinking like dawn. midnight. Yeah, I want to leave. Okay. Yeah, I want to leave at like far. Now. I want them to be waiting for Barlow's call and then come in thinking that everything's good and we're gone and they have no clue where we are. Got it. Okay. But I want to give, do we think I should give G or Blepitha the uh, Bardic Inspiration to help with this stealth check? Probably Blepitha, you're in, right? <laughs> Two yeah. people but, in a trench but coat. Aren't, <laughs> but aren't you, yeah. but aren't you yeah. in, in, May, in like plate so He's you would have put on oh yes. yes 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 yeah okay. I, I think and, and even if even if i'm not wearing liza's armor i do think gauzier would would strip down and like you know okay. stuff his stuff the armor in a bag and try to yeah, dress yeah, yeah. down okay right yeah cool then um i'm going to then uh babitha i'm just going to who's on top uh babitha is <laughs> i would argue that the left should be the one making the check because he's on the bottom I mean, I really think there should be bottom and top checks, and they should be distinct in some way. In what way? I don't know. I just want that to happen. All right, give me, give me, our, give me your, give me your uh, stealth, stealth check blep with one d six. Okay, so blep rolled a seventeen plus four for uh, twenty one. He doesn't need to use the bardic inspiration, probably. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. Okay. How long does that last for 10 minutes, Max? Yeah. Okay. So okay. I can definitely use it again if we have to make another, like... So let's yeah, get yeah, one yeah. from... Let us let me get one from Liza, as they are the one that's, like, ferrying people with the armors. And it sounds like... Well, I guess we actually don't really need to do the ferrying, right? No, we could all leave separately. Even. Oh, okay. Well, let's just get yeah. a, a stealth check from Liza then, anyways, to get across the place sort of unseen. That is a 17. Oh, sorry. 
18. Okay. 18. Um, let's get one from Galtier. Yeah, you're able to like sidle your way up against the building and sneak your way into the door and don't notice really anything strange. Uh, stealth, that is a 21. Damn. You guys are all Ooh. on fire with those. Damn. Um, okay. Fuck. Yeah, you made you make your way very silently, very slowly into the stables where you're able to like you guys are like locking eyes, locking eyes He's with each other positive. and like gesturing at the bridles and saddles and uh, I don't know horse stuff, and get them all <laughs> ready to go. And, and now now is kind of the moment to decide: Are you going to try to maintain that stealthiness that you had, or are you going to just open the doors and book it uh, from the stable? Are there any like little windows or any like cracks in the in the stable walls or anything where we could sort of can we survey the area yeah, stealthily yeah, yeah, yeah. to like try to perceive sure. if we can see sure. if there's eyes on us? Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Do it. Um, you guys can all give me a perception check. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, dog shit there. That is a nine Ooh. for Galtier. Uh, Babitha got an eight, and Blep. Mm-hmm. Got a twelve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey. Why is it got a twenty? Babitha, Babitha, Blep, Galtier. You guys are all four, like trying to look out these different windows and get a view around. You know that something is out here. You don't know what, where, when it might strike, but you know there's something there. And you put your heads out and you can or poke your heads up to these little windows, and you can see these like the trees are moving in the night breeze, and you can see the shadows shifting. And every now and then. As the shadows shift, you can just see that there's a shadow in behind the tree line that's not moving. Maybe it's a rock. Maybe it's a boulder. Maybe it's the shape of a person. You just can't tell. Liza, on the other hand, you're on the other side of the stable. And you look out and you can see, because of the angle of the moonlight coming down, you can see just into the tree line. And you can see these clearly humanoid figures standing in the tree lines every now and then you just see a face pop out from behind a tree really quick one of them maybe looks at you and you can hear just the slightest sound on the wind (laughs) and it tucks back in oh it's one of the kids it's the kids I like these kids at all dude Kids. Fuck them kids. What's the plan? I I think we go out uh, slowly, casually. Sneakily. Okay. Yeah. You guys. Or ooh, <gasps> ooh. Would we? Ha- how many? Oh, how many horses are in the stables? Fifteen of them. There's oh, even a couple that are. Soldiers are here. There's yeah. tons. Okay. There's even horses that are like like um, tied up outside the stable because there is not enough room inside. Liza leads one of the horses out and just fucking like slaps its ass and yes. tells it to take off in the opposite direction of where they're okay. going. Mm. Yeah. Roll animal handling. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay, that's plus two. Okay, okay, that's a ten. That's a ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think with that you're gonna get your intention. Um, give me deck save. 
that is cocked. Just sec. Deck save. Uh, 13. 13, okay. You'll take, um... 73 points of bludgeoning. No, you'll, you'll, you'll take three points of bludgeoning. It wasn't that bad, really. You lead this horse out, you untie it from the, from the post outside, and you just slap it on its, slap its ass as hard as you can. And the horse just, and it just lets off like this, and it kicks you right in the chest. Fly backwards. But this horse is like, and it just like takes off going the other direction. And Liza, as you're standing there, your two friends slowly come walking out of the stable on their horses. Um, Galtier has in his hands the reins for your horse. And you see this other horse running in the opposite direction in the moonlight, the dust dust clouds from its feet as it's galloping away. And you see a number of figures from the tree lines now. You can see them moving in the same direction of the horse and you can hear six, seven, ten chittering, giggling. (laughs) And you see these like three foot tall, four foot tall gnome looking strange figures with these red hoods and these broom bristle mustaches with blood dripping off of them. (laughs) And they're thudding as they're trying to keep up with this horse. And you see this one that it leaps from the tree line and it has this curved, gross looking sickle in its hand. And it just jumps at the horse. Thuds on the ground. It hits the ground, misses the horse, slaps its hands and its feet on the ground, throwing a fit. And we can only wonder what happens Ugh. on Knuckle You son boots. of a bitch. You, you son, son of a of bitch. A bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Liza. I know Max shits himself. I know that was bad. That was very uncomfortable. It's not a good choice for us as characters, but as players. I now really want to release every single horse and watch Nick do a 15 horse horse sound montage. Because <laughs> that, that I enjoyed quite a bit. lawful good play. Blech.